Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to episode two of the Clydesdale Media Mindset with Phil Mansfield. Uh, this is episode two. Last time we talked about toxic positivity. This time we are going to talk about why do I procrastinate? And I know this is a problem for a lot of people out there, Phil. It is a very big problem, isn't it? <laughs> um, and why do I procrastinate? And it's a, an enormous topic, which is through the depths of psychology is tried to be understood. Um, there's a lot of research which drives down the unhappiness route and the sort of compensatory route. But I think to keep it a little bit lighter and we only have 10 minutes, I think we'll talk about the sort of typical everyday procrastination there, which is which is to a lot of a lot of cases, it's because I like the pressure. Um, it's really interesting is that I feel like my subconscious tells me that I perform better when I have a deadline. Um, and I think the worst thing you can ever do is beat yourself up over procrastination. I think it's okay to procrastinate. And I think a lot of the time people use mental credits, as we call them, in their not in their so-called procrastination time. So they 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 know that the school project or the training session or the podcast preparation needs to be done by this particular time. And they also know and they also back themselves and they back their own skills and their own ability. They also know that they will have it done because they never missed the deadline before. What's really interesting with procrastinators is they rarely miss the deadline. They just do it at the last minute because they actually perform better under pressure. Uh, and they actually, so the first thing to work on with them is to tell them that actually it's okay to procrastinate. Those mental credits, they may not have been doing anything for the last two hours, but they're doing all the thoughts and the processes and they're actually being quite creative in their mind that the actual work time is short, but the actual total amount of time isn't less than the person who writes 300 words a day gradually and builds through it and, and has that sort of, you can't see a procrastinator's progression and then you see it all at the very end. Whereas the sort of non-procrastinator, you can see this logical progression but in actual fact, the procrastinator is usually doing a lot of creative work without sort of documenting it or writing it down and enjoying having to perform under pressure at the end. I love that you're doing this because I, I finally feel okay about how I do things because I do, I walk, when I do a pro podcast, I walk through the interview in my head, gosh, a hundred times yeah. before I put anything down on paper. Absolutely. My wife she is a list person. Everything is done on paper and she does not understand the way that I walk through it. So she thinks that I have not done anything. Yeah. So you may have saved my marriage. <laughs> oh, there you go. Marriage counseling as well. <laughs> and, and I think that that's the, uh, I think that, you know, the quiet person in a group, you'll often say to the quiet person, you were very quiet today, but you never say to the loud person in the group, you're being a real loud mouth today because that's rude. But, but the quiet person in the group who's thinking, and it's the same society tells us that 
there's a right way to prepare for a certain event and that I need to be demonstrating structure and demonstrating. And there's a sort of a mental strength is a word I hate. We'll do that another day, but a mental strength associated with organization and structure and having this logical timeline in front of us. But but it's only because there's no tangible information that I can show you. Most procrastinators, as you say, run the they run those mental role plays through to a lot to a greater extent than actually people who are have had the list and then they've got the list so it's down on a piece of paper they don't have to think about it anymore so i absolutely there's there's the the play the piano way of working is perfectly valid so let me ask you this what about the outside influence that you don't take into account right as a procrastinator you know i now it's time for pen to paper and something comes up with my family that I can't do what I need to do. And then I, I sometimes, I sometimes take that out on others because the, that outside influence affected me. Yeah. Yeah. I think we here, we're talking about cognitive decline. I think we spoke about that on the original podcast, uh, six months ago. So we're talking about a, a cognitive decline there that the pressure of the situation alters your behavior. But I don't know if it necessarily alters how prepared you are. Most good procrastinators are also very good at, we have a saying in the UK where we say we're blagging it. Like we're just sort of, we're not making, it appears as if we're making it up as we go along, but but, but they're actually not making it up as they go along because of that, that mental preparation. Um, I often say, if I say something that makes you go like that in your stomach, where you feel that almost anger towards me, I've probably said something absolutely perfectly, which you really do need to listen to after you've finished being annoyed with me. And I think a lot of that happens with the family case there is that you'll have that interruption and the time and energy you'll use beating yourself up, being angry with yourself or being frustrated at the family who actually haven't done anything wrong. They've just, they've just taken you away or they've reminded you of your own fallacy in that you haven't prepared properly for that. Once you've sorted all of that sort of negativity out the way, you actually end up probably then producing some of your best podcasts ever because procrastinators work wonderfully under pressure. So it just increases the adrenal sort of secretion and you end up doing a, a great job. And afterwards you then get that sort of that low that says, well, I've been quite high because I had to be. And then I get that sort of dip after where I feel quite guilty and I perhaps haven't spoken wonderfully to my family or I haven't done, you know, those, those things, which I could have done before where the coping mechanism from that is knowing yourself and knowing that it's okay to be a procrastinator. So in the training world, as a coach, do you have athletes that are procrastinators? Very much so. <laughs> very, very much so. Um, and I think that, the line for me is we, we I think we talked about last time about play the piano and push the piano. We now have those two types of athletes. We have a an athlete that that is very much a structured on time push the piano, and then we have a play the piano athlete, which is late beautifully creative you know and we have complete personality types in those those two categories um and the play the piano will always will always they need to have time they need to be late they you can see them they're always the ones still on their phone three minutes before the starts they hate warming up 
They hate the sort of movement, boring stuff. They just want to get in and get going. Where the the push the pianos, the list, your wife, for example, they like good warm-ups. They like to have structure. Training needs to be on the whiteboard, ready 20 minutes before the class. And and what's difficult as a coach there is when you've got the two groups of athletes on camp in the room and trying to find a sort of maneuverability for them. Sort of I ask the play the pianos or the procrastinators just to have enough respect for the other athletes that they're on time because that's often very difficult for them. Um, just make sure they're on time and where it doesn't affect. But then also a little bit like the example I gave of the quiet versus the noisy person, also saying to the organized structured person that it's also okay to be this type of person, that we also have to give a little bit for them. And as long as communication is well done there, you can give to both and it actually ends up, you can end up, you can actually end up enjoying and celebrating each other's quirks or sort of, inefficiencies if you like and both can be great athletes absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely both are both are both are great athletes um the the perfect blend is sort of somewhere in the middle that has the sort of creativity of the the creativity on this side and then the the hard working um developmental side of here and, and actually blending the two a lot of them they can learn a lot if they're open to it they can learn a lot from each other you know, the the push to pianos tend to want it too much. They tend to be blocked by a, a, a desire to be too detailed. And these guys on the play to piano side, they tend to be the procrastinators. They tend to need to want it a little bit more than they do. And so actually blending them together, they can learn a lot from each other if they're open. And they can both be working very hard just in Absolutely. their own ways. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's unfortunately, it's very often that the, the play the pianos or the procrastination side can be accused of not taking it seriously or being a bit jovial or sort of, you know, having to work harder. And they're absolutely taking it seriously and it hurts. They feel actually that sort of they're, they're a lot more emotional. They're the athletes that cry a little bit more during training or get angry or, you know, they kick the bar and walk out of the gym. That's that side of things where you're sort of other side is your sort of systematic and non-emotional side of things. So they can they can both be very, very productive. You just It's just, again, it's a management of that type of athlete. So what is the line that can be crossed with that play the piano or procrastinator that is not successful as an athlete? Yeah, um, th that's that's when it turns into getting nothing done at all. And that's where I think we're, at the start of the podcast I turned, there is a lot of research that looks at childhood trauma and uh, not being able to finish tasks, sort of almost getting 80% through tasks and finding reasons to stop or not continue from some some sort of depressive unhappiness uh, type states, which need sort of a deeper psychological intervention than than, a, than than the podcast can deliver. But but a lot of the time, if you find yourself in that first group of that we've talked about, that you're actually always leaving things to the last minute, but it always ends up getting done, then that's just because you're a creative wonderful person if you know what I mean where on the on the flip side if you are someone that's never quite finishing a project or always sort of getting it to 80 percent and never seeing it through to fruition then there's a that's when it can become quite destructive because you do see a lot of uh, a lot of these guys who don't finish the session or walk out halfway through or simply run out of time because 
a two minute rest period becomes an eight minute rest period becomes a 10 minute rest period and sort of the session drags out but a lot of the time they've lost that engagement in the session and so the problem's deeper than actually that particular session the problem is, is why does a two minute break lead to an eight minute break and so on and so on and there because actually there's usually some fear related unhappiness well that's awesome i love that information can you just wrap up this topic a little bit for us procrastination is okay <laughs> don't hate the procrastinator <laughs> they're good people as well um and yeah that's that's it really i think yeah and it can save your marriage because all save- this is all this is good stuff well we want to thank you so much for joining us if you like what you heard and you want to hear more and you have ideas please send them to filler eye and hit that subscribe button hit the like button and the notifier so you're the first to know when new additions are out we'll see you next time on the clydesdale media mindset thank you so much for joining clydesdale media for today's episode if you like what you hear Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.